Our society has a disease, and it might be terminal. It's not a biological disease. Biological diseases are physical, scientific, and exact, and can be found. We have a societal, cultural disease. This disease is hard to see because it's idealistic, it's conceptual, it's hard to define. And it's been around for easily 60, 70 years. I was struck by the events that occurred last week and decided to write this. No, I take it back. I've been struck by the occurrences of the last, I don't know, 50 years of my life and decided to write about this. Let's talk about the illness of our culture, where the roots came from, and how we can heal it. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. This is Gene. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, so much news. We're going to have to do another podcast tomorrow. Because there's so much news, hopefully tomorrow, usually Thursdays I don't do a podcast because I'm with my fiance on that day and I don't want to waste, uh, no, I don't want to say waste, let's be exact with the words, I don't want to take time away from her. So, uh, Biden has just released his infrastructure bill, another 2 to $3 trillion. He's also released some tax information about how we're going to pay for this. Just incredible. And we also have Matt Gates, who might be in some trouble. He's the Republican who from Florida who apparently may or may not have been doing bad things. This is such a new story. This happened last night. I will not even talk about it until we get a little bit more information. But we can talk about what Matt Gates said and what the accusations are, which are kind of open. But first off, let's talk about let's talk about what's happened. Um, a lot of things have happened in the last 10, 15 years that have just been, well, let's just say not even 10, 15 years, last six, seven years, that have just twisted our country into a complete knot. And it is really scary to see where our country is going, what road it's taking. And the problem is that as Americans, we saw this stuff happen decades ago. I remember things that happened in the 70s, and I was not even 10 years old in the 70s. And I saw, yeah, this. I thought it could be a problem. I did identify problems as I got older and said, this is weird. But no one ever really did anything about it. Nobody really fought against it. Now, right now, George Floyd's uh, killer or the guy who supposedly killed George Floyd. We need to be careful here because so far the trial's been going for a few days and I don't really see any evidence of anything so far. Um, Derek Chauvin is going on. And the a bunch of killings, for example, George Floyd, Armand Arbery, Breonna Taylor, um, and a bunch of others. Basically, those killings have caused the world to suddenly hate the United States, caused the United States to suddenly hate the United States. Now, I don't think that those killings in themselves were really honestly relevant. I would even say they were justified. George Floyd, right now, they're thinking George Floyd did not die of any type of compression on his neck. Uh, Armand Arbery was shooting a taser at police and got shot. Brianna Taylor, one police officer, did get shot. And Brianna Taylor just happened to get hit. Now, of course, the cops in the Armand Arbery and Brianna Taylor case were, were let go. They were actually found innocent through defense. But these killings, and mind you, this is over a few years. It isn't like Armand Arbery, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor were all killed within the same week. They were killed over a span of, uh, I think it was three years. So, but all of them seem justified. But meanwhile, you've got Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you've got Democrats, the left. They're all pointing to this and saying how absolutely racist our entire system is. We're defunding police now. Um... This probably started the cultural civil war. And we are in a civil war right now. 
It may not be a shooting war, though at times it can be. At times it has been. You have rioting in the streets today going absolutely insane. But again, a lot of this has, it's our culture that's really bad here. And how can you tell? Our culture has laid rise to this kind of behavior. George Floyd was a drug addict who had, who had a long list of felonies, but everyone ignores this. I mean, including a uh, home invasion where he held a gun to a woman's abdomen while her infant, her um, toddler son was sitting there watching. Armand Arbery, who had been in jail several times and was on probation and didn't want to go to jail again, passing out in a Wendy's drive-thru because he was so drunk. And then police spent 45 minutes trying to calm this guy down, and finally they realized they had to take him in, and he starts wrestling with police officers. All this stuff is ignored. Breonna Taylor, they even suspected that Breonna Taylor uh, was actually dealing drugs. And she was shot because her boyfriend had actually shot at police and hit one of them. But all this is ignored. People don't see it this way because our culture is twisted. It's sick. It does not want any excuses for anything. And all of these, these three examples that I've given you, and there are a couple, there are about 12 more I could give you. These, And this is over 10 years. So it's not like the cops are going out and killing black people. They're not. But this stuff, people begin to ignore this stuff. People ignore immorality. People ignore crime. They only see the violence on skin color. There was another story last week that I found absolutely amazing. It was a, a rapper, an internet rapper, mind you. He's not even, doesn't even have an album yet, called Little Nas X, released something called The Satan Shoe. Now, The Satan Shoe is a black and red shoe. It's got upside-down pentagrams, which stands is a a reference to the goat, the Baphomet. And it's got upside-down crosses. And just for a little bit, that shoe also had blood within the sole, a drop or two of blood in the sole of the shoe. And that's what the selling point was. This little Nas X made 666 pairs. He was selling 665 because he wanted to keep a pair. And he sold them for $1,025 a pair. The shoes sold within an hour of release. What is wrong with people? Why is this something that's good and you want something like this? What is wrong with our society? This guy could have probably made 10,000 pairs and would have sold in a day. What is going on that something like this is desirable? Now, mind you, he, he made it, it was a modified Nike shoe, and now Nike is suing him. But the reality is, this is perversion. This is a condemnation of, Christi of Judeo-Christianity. This is spitting on Judeo-Christianity. But the worst case was the death of Muhammad Anwar by a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old uh, girls. He was working for Uber Eats. He was uh, dropping food off. The girls attacked him with a taser. They tased him. They tried to take his car away. He fought. He was hanging out of the car. And then the car took off. And the girls took off. They slammed. While he was hanging out of the car, they slammed the side where he was hanging into two light poles, basically crushing him, then flipped the car and his body flew into a building. He died. I don't know. I think he died the next day. I don't think he died instantly, but he, if you saw the unedited video, it was horrid. It was absolutely disgusting. And then one of the girls with the dead body in an overturned car sitting or dead or dying body, sitting on the she was more concerned about her cell phone than she was about the about the actual killing of this guy now what's really this 
that's just horribly disturbing. But the media is not making a big stink about it. And the reason is because the two girls were black and the gentleman, Anwar, was actually Pakistani. This doesn't go for the narrative. And I do think, okay, black on brown, I think the media is terrible. I think it's terrible. There is more violence committed by blacks against uh, minorities. For example, the Asian American hate crime thing. There are more black on Asian violence than anybody else. And I know blacks are seen as innocent and blah, blah, blah. That's not what bothers me about this. It does bother me. But that's not what, what bothers me about this is what makes a 13 and a 15 year old think that this is okay. Now they're facing capital murder. But what makes them think? What goes through their heads to actually do something like this? What goes through the head of two teenage boys? That And mind you, I'm not even going to say their race because it's not relevant. What goes through the head of two teenage boys to break into a man's house, not steal anything, but then light another man who is mentally disabled on fire? That happened two weeks ago. Bet you didn't hear much about that. This is an illness, and this is becoming prevalent in our society. And I'll tell you what, it's been around for a very long time. And it's getting worse. It's now becoming prevalent in our society. And things we would never accept are being accepted. What's being accepted? How about revisionist history? We've always had some revisionist history, but they have always been seen as crackpots. Um, Howard Zinn, for example, the people's um, uh, the people's history of the United States, that has always been seen as a very bad way of looking at the United States because he he did a lot of things. But then we also have the 1619 Project, which is recent. Again, a very bad piece because it's not accurate and it's not honest. We need our history. The, the problem with the left is they see they're changing history and they have to change our history. They're making our history into a flat timeline. It, it's not like we had different eras in the United States. We had one era and it started in slavery in 1619 and we have it today. They need that. Why do they want to destroy our history? Because our history has probably, has, no, not probably, has far more good then it does bad. And you have to cancel the good. You have to cancel that we fought a civil war to end slavery. You have to cancel that we um, actually defeated the fascists in Germany, Japan, and Italy. You have to cancel the um, Civil Rights Act. You have to cancel all of the good stuff that we've done and only point to the bad stuff to make us look like a terrible, terrible country. Revisionist history is dangerous. When you see these idiots tearing down statues, tearing down Abraham Lincoln's statue, tearing down the statue of Plato, tearing down the statue of Confucius, tearing down all statues that have anything to do with Western civilization, we may see this as just kids don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know anything about history. We got to stop doing that. We got to see this as they're trying to refine our history. They're trying to redefine our history and redefine us as a country altogether. We see this sickness growing in cancel culture. Dr. Seuss, Mr. Potato Head, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, Dumbo, Peter Pan, the Aristocats, Swiss Family Robinson, Shakespeare, Gina Carano of The Mandalorian, President Trump, Piers Morgan, Sharon Osbourne, Pepe Le Pew, Speedy Gonzalez, Gone with the Wind, the Washington Redskins, the Washington Redskins tea, uh, cheerleaders, Plato, just to name a few. Why are they doing this? This cancels the, the parts of our culture that differentiate us from every other culture in the world. Do you think China has this kind of culture? Do you think that um, uh, Iran has this type of culture? How about Cuba? North Korea? 
Russia? They don't. They absolutely don't. The left must kill our current culture altogether. And it's beginning to work. And when people see that it see that um, there are things that are fun, there are things that are entertaining, uh, we have great creativity. Well, then again, that's a positive force in the United States. And all of that is being under attack. They want us to have the, sta- the same bland, sterile culture of the old Soviet Union and Russia, modern day Russia and China. And we're going to talk about how to fix all this stuff. But it's going to be tough, especially when it comes to literature. We're definitely going to talk about literature. Found a great article from the Federalist, and uh, we're going to we're going to read over that. The left is spreading this disease into all our institutions. Now, one thing to remember: they always had control of some institutions. They had control of the entertainment industry. They had control of the news media. That's not something that w- it was new. But now they're beginning to sink their their claws into the education system. The STEM properties, which is science, technology, engineering, I believe, and uh, mechanics, or I, I can't remember what it means. But the STEM is being sacrificed for indoctrination. Kids don't know who the pre- first president of the United States is, but they know what, what who Greta Thunberg is. Isn't that sick? Kids don't know how to, how to do deal with percentages and decimals. But they know know who Cardi B is. Uh, Corporations, it's attacking. The economy, our financial systems. Capitalism has now been seen as evil for 50% of the people in this country right now. They don't, again, the left can't point to socialist countries, which is where they want to go and say, Oh, that's a great country. China is not a democracy as much as China wants to say. China is a socialist dictatorship. And they can't point to China and say, look how great China is because the people are suffering. They can't point to the Soviet Union. They can't point to Venezuela. They can't point to Castro in Cuba because every time they do, it's just another reason. They just have to say how bad capitalism is. And you know who said that? You know who said that? It was Marx. Marx said that capitalism eventually kills itself and because it is a bad economic system. But you see corporations today that depend on capitalism are actually going out and uh, kowtowing to the, to the left. And the reason they kowtow to the left is quite simple. They kowtow to the left because they don't want any problems. They just want to sell their product and they don't want anyone bitching about them and bitching about the company. Coca-Cola did this. They didn't do this because they believe in any of this crap. They did this because they just don't feel like, you know, hey, let's just kill this off before um, we become boycotted or some other crap like that. And that is what's happening. They're pushing the, the entertainment industry. Like I said, they've always had their hooks in the entertainment industry. The difference now is the entertainment industry will absolutely get rid of you because you have any type of conservative or values or love for this country or moral values or religious values. They'll just kick you completely out. The news media. The news media isn't even... They've always been kind of on the left. But the news media now is wide open about it. They're actually changing stories. They're lying about stories. They're ignoring stories that doesn't go for their narrative. They should now be called the narrative media because they don't talk about the news anymore, no matter how big of news it is. Look at what they did with the riots. Family unit is practically destroyed. When I was a kid, it was a nuclear family. You had a father and your mother and you had the kids. And the reality was the father and the mother typically did not divorce. And they did not divorce because of the kids. Then divorce became a thing. And then fathers and mothers started to become more selfish. And I think this is affecting the kids a lot. But that's the left's deal. Even Karl Marx in the Communist Manifesto pointed out that the family unit was bad. That the... um that the uh, nuclear family was bad. And in order for 
socialism to take over. You needed the family broken. Uh, and today you see it. Today, 50% of white uh, families are broken families. 70% of black families are broken families. This is all from the culture. Religion is constantly under attack. The Judeo-Christian religion, we talk about this a lot, is completely beaten down. Now we're looking at churches losing their tax exemption because they won't allow gay and trans people, or they won't marry gay and trans people. We're looking at, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw certain Bibles being banned. There is constant Jewish hate crime, but no one talks about it because they hate the Judeo-Christian religions. And the reason they hate the Judeo-Christian religions is because the Judeo-Christian philosophy is the base philosophy with Greek reason that made this country. It is the philosophy of the Declaration of Independence. It is the base for the philosophy of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They have to destroy it. And now, what's worse, institutions that should have never been touched, the military, the police, are now being invaded. We're seeing this anti-racism philosophy sinking into the military. We're seeing that trans people and gay people are allowed to be, trans people especially, are allowed to be in the military. Pregnant women. It, political correctness has become more important than the fact that our military needs to kill people. That is become secondary. Remember, the military's got two jobs. Kill people, destroy things. That's their work. And that creates the incentive for other countries to stay the hell away from us. But our country is putting that secondary because they are more worried about being politically correct and indoctrinating our soldiers and putting in leftist, leftist practices into the military, which will end up killing us. Individualism is being replaced by the collective. In the old days, it used to be, um, I commit a crime, I go to jail. I made a bad decision, I go to jail. Now it's, well, I'm black and... I don't think anyone understands how racist BLM is and the anti-racist. I committed a crime because I'm black and I didn't know any better. So therefore, I shouldn't have any responsibility. That's racist. In other words, blacks are too stupid not to know not to commit crime. So we shouldn't put them in jail. That's absolutely asinine. Minorities have just as much capacity to know right from wrong as anybody else. And it's racist to think otherwise. Um, the death of the meritocracy is another thing you can see that's happening right now. So you are going to be hired based off your race, not based off your abilities. You, the promotions and the hiring practices based off race, sex, gender. And that's the other thing we also see. I mean, even in, in colleges, colleges are not taking in people who are best acclimated for that college they're taking you based off your race. That is a heavy weight that is put on whether you're accepted into a college or not. That's crazy. If you don't have the capacity for Harvard, you shouldn't be going to Harvard. But they don't care about that. Harvard needs this many black people, whether they're good enough or not. And this whole Asian, um, this Asian American hate crime thing, the Democrats, the left, wants to keep Asians out of college. Because there are too many Asians in college. Why? Because they have a work ethic, they have a family unit, and they have intelligence. They're smart. They have more Asians in colleges today than they do white people. And they make up one of the smallest percentages of the country. This is sad stuff when our country is being changed to the point where... Um, you deserve something, but you're not going to get it because you're the wrong skin color. We have become, we have become a racist culture. And it's hard to believe that they're saying, they're keep screaming white supremacy, white supremacy. No, no, no. It's not white supremacy. It's the issue. It's a racist culture because we are looking down on black people. But we're looking down on black people, so we decide to give them more. Again, book, White Guilt by Shelby Steele. 
talks about the bigotry of low expectations, which says that blacks do not have the capacity, or he said blacks did not have the capacity, and he's a black man, so he was actually uh, very radical when he was young, but blacks do not have the capacity to make the right decisions. That is what it means. That is racism. It's called bigotry of low expectations. I don't expect you to do the right thing because you're black. It's a terrible, terrible thing. So, like I said, this is not something that just started. This is something that's been around forever. I remember this stuff being talked about in the 70s. As a matter of fact, when you talk about what caused this cultural civil war that we're in today, there are only about six of them. But they've been around for quite a while. So let's talk about them. The first one, of course, is race. Race is the big one. Blacks had Jim Crow until 1964 when Lyndon B. Johnson, who was a firm racist, signed in the, uh, signed in the uh, civic, Civil Rights Bill. And then the next year, he signed in the War Against Poverty, the bill that dealt with the War Against Poverty. The idea was to actually make blacks more dependent on government. That was his reason for setting up the war against poverty. And he wanted blacks to, he wanted Democrats to be in office for the next 200 years. He said that. He said it a little more colorfully than I'm going to say it because I don't want to get into trouble. But race has been an issue. Again, Shelby Steele's book is fantastic. It does explain this, that this mess that we have right now started with the Black Panthers, with Al Sharpton, with Jesse Jackson, because once blacks got, blacks always saw themselves as individuals. They always had a very strong hold on religion and very strong hold on uh, family. They had high moral. They were very conservative. But, and they always, they had the responsibility, but the problem is with Jim Crow, they didn't have the opportunities. With the Civil Rights Bill, they were given the opportunities, but then you had race hucksters like Al Sharpton, Jimmy, uh, uh, um, Jesse Jackson. Now you've got, uh, you've got um, Ibram X. Kendi. Same thing. These people are actually putting blacks back into groups destroying their individuality and then saying that the fact that they have a lack of individuality is because of white supremacy. It's a huckster. It's a crap show. It's a lie. So race started back in the, in the 64, 65. It did not start with Jim Crow. Jim Crow, the United States was systemically racist. By the way, that's how we know we don't have systemic racism because we already had systemic racism. We know what it looks like. The next thing, which is probably not quite as old as race, but it's way up there, is environmentalism. Hey, I remember Earth Day in the 70s when I was in elementary school and how they told us the Earth will someday end. And I remember being afraid of it. But we talked about it maybe once a year. The news talked about it a lot. We were told that the world would end in the 1980s. It would end in 10 years because of Reagan. Of course, we were told again in 2000s that it's going to end in 10 years by Al Gore. And of course, we're told about it in 2019 or 2018 that the world's going to end 10 years again by Greta Thunberg and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But the real goal of environmentalism is to destroy capitalism. Capitalism is creating the world is going to end, even though capitalism is actually finding ways to use less carbon. Meanwhile, Socialism in, uh, in China, for example, and China is not the only one that does this. Socialism in China is polluting the world crazy, like crazy, but no one wants to bring anything up. Because the goal of environmentalism is to destroy capitalism. And it's been like that for decades. I mean, they were telling us in the 80s, we got to stop driving. They were telling this in the 80s. I'm sure a lot of you are a lot younger than I am, so... You may not know that, but we've been hearing about this 10 years, the world is going to end crap for for 50 years. I'm 53. I've heard about it since I was like eight. Inequity and class warfare is also something that's been going on forever. 
And we're talking the New Deal by FDR dealt with this. Woodrow Wilson dealt with this. Um, LBJ's Great Society, which is the War on Poverty, dealt with this. We've been, there has been class warfare since there was a middle class. And here's the thing. It's not even inequality anymore. It's inequity. Okay. This means that a class of people, in this case, the middle class or the lower class, the poor class, are not at the same levels as the rich. Or the poor class should be at the same level as the middle class. Or the upper class should be at the same level as the middle class. Here's here's what it comes down to. It's it's this is this is something that was written by Marx in the 1800s. Everyone needs to be equal. There are no rich, there are no poor. Everyone is exactly the same. There is no inequity, which means we all have equally the same amount. We all live in exactly the same way. This is a fool's errand. There's no such thing. Equity is determined by a few things. It's determined by uh, work. It's determined by um, capacity, creativity. Equity is an individual thing. It is not a group thing. You cannot say we are an inequitable country because the blacks are not as equitable as the whites. And by the way, we can't even say that. I'm pretty sure LeBron James, Oprah Winfrey, um, and many other blacks outside, I can't think of them offhand, are actually doing, a, well, huh, um, Ibram X. Kendi. They're doing, all doing very well. And I'm saying there are thousands, millions of blacks that are, that are well above their white counterparts. So you can't sit there and say there's no opportunity for an individual to become equitable. It's decisions in life. It's capacity. That's what makes opportunity. Hey, by the way, you, you get some gal pregnant at 15 and you got to take care of that kid. Guess what? You just shot a lot of your opportunity right into hell. And that's, an, that's not because you're black. It's not because you're Hispanic. But that's because you have made bad decisions. It's not even that you don't have the capacity for the opportunity. But that's the whole thing. Inequity. Equity is based on individuals. It cannot be based on group. But it's been pushed the way Marx pushed it in the Communist Manifesto, that equity is based on a group. Um, Feminism was something that was a killer. Women aren't equal. There's the biggest lie that's been hanging around the world for I don't know how long is that women are paid 50 to 70 cents uh, as per hour as men. So man earns a dollar every hour. That woman earns 70%, 60 50%. By the way, that's been debunked. That is just a BS argument. The problem with feminism is that feminis- feminism... Back then, they were taking off their bras and stuff. I don't quite understand how a woman taking off her bras is going to show something to a man. Uh, because it is going to show something to a man. And men are good with that. We're, I'm sorry, we are good with that. But to sit back and, and say all of these lies. Women can do everything that a man could do. That's a lie. That's a lie. Just like men can't do everything women can do. Women cannot do a point a nine and a half second hundred meter men can't give birth to babies that's a physical difference between the sexes sorry that's the life but they become more and more and more radical to the point that women who are the true feminists today don't even think we need men in society and they demonize men i mean this was just at a time where i deserve equal pay i deserve equal rights and at the time, we kind of ignored it. There was a lot of harassment when I was a kid. I did it. I mean, everyone does it. Everyone did it back then. Harassment today is not what it was back then. It's easily caught today. 
But the reality is a woman who did a, the same, who had the same qualifications, the same skills, and worked the same hours with the same experience earned the same, if not more than a man. So it was just complete crap. But it has become, it has become that women do not even need men. Well, I got news for you if you want the human race to move forward. A lot of people don't. A lot of the left, believe it or not, wants people to die. They, they really think the world has too many people and they think they should die. Why do you think there's an abortion? Why do you think you ignore genocides? They, they don't like people. And by the way, that's a Chinese thing. Chinese had the one-child policy. The United States, with its abortion support, believes the same thing. you got women that are cheering their abortion or celebrating their abortions now. It's kind of sick. But this is modern-day feminism. The LGBTQ community is something that actually was not a big thing until about the 90s. Then it started poking its head with, with basically gay marriage. And you also had um, gay men in the military, which apparently is not that big of a deal. But someone I was always against, I, I, can't, I think the proposition back then was Prop 8, where it was um, not allowing gay marriage. And one of the things I said is that I'm against gay marriage only because give a mouse a cookie. It, right now it's gay marriage. Tomorrow it's going to be something else. I, the day after it's going to be something else. Well, we can just look at the LGBTQ and it, again, the initials keep going on forever. Uh, it used to be just the LGB. You know, lesbian, gay, bisexual. Then it became LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual. Then it went to queer. And then it went to this. Now we are in a position, what I said back then, I'm glad I voted against prop. I really don't care if men get married to another man. I don't care if women get married to another woman. Woman, I, I really don't care. But the reality is, look where we are now. Because we just let these things go. And by the way, uh, Proposition 8 lost. But it was still overruled by the courts. So glad I'm voting. So all these Voting Rights Act things that you keep hearing about, we had problems with voting. Our votes basically didn't count in California because we knew a court was just going to overrule us. How a court overrules a vote, I don't know. And now look how crazy we've gotten. Transsexuals, now they're changing names. They're changing words. He is not... He is a she, or it might be a she, it might be they, for an individual, which is just not even English. Now we're talking about transsexuals can be as young as three or four years old. We have transsexual kids at nine years old dancing at gay strip clubs. This is happening. We've got transsexual story time. What is happening in this country? This is the kind of perversion that I was afraid of when Prop 8 came out. And I'm assuming it's Prop 8. I might be wrong, but I think it was Prop 8 in California. This is the why I voted against Prop 8, because I didn't want this. This could get worse. You know what's going to be next? Adult men are going to be able to have sex with little boys. You're going to sit back. It's coming. It's coming. You already have organizations like NAMBLA that supports that. NAMBLA actually wanted to become part of the LGBTQ. And, of course, people said, no, we're not, no, no. Finally, um, capitalism. The, the whole hatred of capitalism, the love of socialism over capitalism, I got news for you, that was here since, geez, since probably Theodore Roosevelt. Capitalism has always been questioned. And... Here's the thing. Marx was kind of right. Capitalism will destroy itself. And the reason capitalism will destroy itself is because people get so used to it and it works so well, they become spoiled. Hey, newsflash, we're not broke. This is a great society. We are the richest country in human history. We have done things with technology all because, all because of capitalism. We make electric cars. We created the internet. We've launched space. We've landed on the moon. We've la we've taken pictures of Pluto. We have landed uh, 
many different devices on Mars. We're going to end up on Mars. Computer, the microcomputer, the operating systems that run those computers, that is all done by capitalism. The problem is people get tired or they don't see any of this stuff. Their little phones in their hands that they're using. They sit there and bitch how slow they are and things like, hey, hello, hello, that shit's got to go to the moon. Got to go to a satellite in space. Calm down. This is something we created. Technology is not created in China. China steals their technology. They don't create technology. I, if it weren't for the fact that our military is becoming inundated in this crap, I wouldn't even worry in this leftist garbage. I wouldn't even worry about China and their technology. Their technology is our technology and they build it like crap. But now we're becoming less, I'd hate to say it, but masculine in this army, in this military. And I'm getting a little scared because China doesn't give a damn about any of this stuff. But that's where we are now. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people today that don't believe we ever landed on the moon. You know why? Because their generation takes for granted what their accomplishments are and just doesn't believe that, just decides not to believe because they don't feel they've made any accomplishments. How could we honestly have landed on the moon? How could people have actually landed on the moon? It's impossible. With that technology, it's never happened. Um, yeah, but we've also landed on Mars. We've also done drive-bys by Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. We've also, we've basically visited every planet in the solar system. This country did that, not China. They take that those accomplishments for a grain of salt with a grain of salt it's really kind of sad and it is also no surprise that they take capitalism for granted the free market systems for granted because they don't know any better 99 percent of antifa i guarantee you have never been to china 99 percent of antifa i guarantee you have never been to venezuela and by the way if our system is so bad if our system is so racist and it just drives me crazy. Why are we having an influx of million to two million people at the border trying to get into the United States? Why aren't they running to Venezuela or Cuba? Uh, yeah, nobody can answer that either. And that's a question that's been posed multiple times. Now, the big question is, how do we fix this? And it may go beyond needing, beyond the ability to fix. It may be that we're at a point now where in order to fix our culture, we need to cure our culture, and that's going to take some time, and it's going to take a lot of heartache. So fixing maybe water under the bridge, now we just have to do, we have to fight, and the way we fight is just do what we've been doing. And if you're listening to this podcast, maybe I've got some left-wingers that are listening to podcasts, and they don't know, or they don't believe in anything that I'm saying, and that's fine. You can keep doing your thing and I'm going to keep ignoring you, keep fighting, keep moving on, moving forward. Okay. But here are some things that I believe that we can do. First off, gain knowledge in art, history, art, philosophy, math, literature, science, and the Constitution. Don't let the left take this stuff away. One of the things I find really sad is I'm finding a lot of people don't read anymore. A lot of people do not um, do not know mathematics. And I've been seeing this for years. For example, decimal system is something you learn in third or fourth grade. And it's something that no one could do when I was younger, when I was in my 30s. And the Constitution, everyone says, that's unconstitutional, that's undemocratic. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Have you read the Constitution? Where does it say that you can't do something. There's that new bill in Georgia, the new voting rights bill, and they say that's unconstitutional, it's undemocratic. Well, what part of the bill is unconstitutional? And what, where in the Constitution that says you can't do that? Art and philosophy are really important because they're cultural. And they're, phys they're uh, cultural and they're philosophical. 
and we need to understand how things had happened. And our history, our history is not a straight line. We weren't, we didn't start with, we didn't start with uh, 1619 and nothing changed till 2021. Know our history, know the good, know the bad. And then be able to say, oh, wait a minute, no, that's not true, that's not true. And if you're not sure it's not true, go find out. Learn is what I'm basically saying. Learn, because learn is necessary. One thing I will add here is keep something called a freedom library. What a freedom library is, is a bunch of books that you think might be something that's actually going to be banned one day. And by books, I mean the actual physical book, not an electronic version of the books, because those can be taken away. Amazon has already proven they can take away uh, books that are uh, electronic, and they don't even tell you. They just take them away. Um, books that I have in mind, of course, I've got Shapiro, um, I've got uh, Jordan Peterson, Plato, Aristotle, I have Shakespeare, Mark Twain. I also have um, history books that try and take a very real view on history, not just a slanted view on history. I have a lot of books in my library already, and then bo some books you haven't heard of. Shelby Steele's books, Candace Owens' books. You know, I got, I got a, 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 actually a pretty darn good um, library. Another thing, embrace God in your religion. Know the Bible. Know the Torah. Teach morality. Know the seven deadly sins. Know the Ten Commandments. And being, be able to apply them to life. If you don't know this, the, the, and I don't know if I can remember all the seven deadly sins, but it's wrath, envy, pride, sloth, lust, uh, ba 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 ba. I think I it's okay. I know five of them offhand. I, they I did know them in deal, but also be able to know how to apply them in life. For example, lust is a real curious one. If you have a fantasy about somebody other than your spouse, that is lust. At enacting adultery, which is part of lust. Know the Ten Commandments. Teach the Ten Commandments. Teach the seven deadly sins. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to go to hell, but if you follow those rules, if you follow all this stuff, it makes life easier. It makes it like you can wake up in the morning and actually look yourself in the mirror. Also, this is something really weird. Get educated. Get a job. Get married. Have kids. And teach those kids your doctrine. Teach the kids the morality. In other words, embrace the family values and raise moral children. It's already been proven that the family unit, and that is a mother, a father, and children, has more successful children than that of the single mother, single father, you know, multiple children. A family does need a mother and father. I don't care what the feminists say. You do need a family and you do need a full family. And the best way to do that is avoid teen pregnancy. Avoid pregnancy out of wedlock. Get an education. Get a job. And then start searching. One of the things I noticed with kids today, which drives me crazy, is they're already trying to date. So I know this kid, 14 years old. I'm not going to say who she is. But she's, at 14 years old, she's trying to date somebody and she's trying to push her mother to let her go on a date with this guy. And she said, you're not dating anyone at 14. I don't know if it's going to help because the kid is constantly talking to the guy. But I didn't date till 17. I had someone who I was in a relationship with, but we couldn't go out. I was 17. She was 16. Her parents wouldn't let her go out until she was 17. And my mom had problems letting me out when I was 17. Another thing, embrace individuality and treat every person based on the merits of that person. Don't treat people in groups. Don't assume that this person is away because his group is typically in a way. That's prejudice and in the long run it could be racist. It's bad. It's just not good. 
I don't really, and don't judge immediately. Judge after you talk to the person. Get to know individuals. Just, the, the whole problem with our society is we're so busy placing tags on people. We need to stop doing this. Another one, very simple. If a business does something you don't like, ignore the business. Don't support it. So if I don't like a waitress, I was treated badly, his service is bad, the food was bad, I just won't go again. Likewise, if a business like Nike or um, Apple promote or do actually have their products based on a immoral ideology, Apple and Nike make their stuff in China with through slave labor, guess what? I don't boycott Nike or boycott Apple. I just don't buy their products. It's that simple. Boycotts don't work. Forget them. They never work. But what does work is just not giving you your money. And then when it comes down to it, when a million or two million or three million or a hundred million people just suddenly say, I'm not going to give Nike any money. And I hate Nike. I hate Apple. And I hate them because of what they do financially. They're hypocrites as far as I'm concerned. If enough people actually just stop buying their crap, guess what? Uh, eventually, they will do what they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to do, what's morally right. Speak up when you hear something wrong. Silence is surrender. This could be the most uncomfortable, but it is a form of leadership. When I hear talk about abortion especially, and when I hear talk about Biden, and when I hear talk about Trump, and when I and, and someone asks me my opinion, guess what? I don't argue with them. I just say, no, I disagree with you. I think you're wrong. That's it. I think you're dead wrong. And I guarantee you, I they will you will not go into much more of a conversation. And the reason is because Maybe they're not that secure. I think there are only two people that I've met in the last probably two or three years where I've sat there and said, no, you're wrong. I'm sorry. I don't agree with you. You're wrong. And I actually get an argue, I get a debate on it. And likewise, I when the debate becomes a fight, I actually de-escalate. I can't talk to you. There's nothing to talk about. You're not being reasonable. You're yelling at me. Never raise your voice. That's the other thing. Never raise your voice when you actually run into these situations. Lead. Just say, no, I think you're wrong. And when they start yelling at you, this you see this on the news all the time. People are, I know this is a really long podcast, sorry. But you see people on the news and you see leftists especially, they start talking over the guy they're debating with. You see this specifically with like, uh, Juan Williams on Fox News on the five on Fox News. He will actually just start over talking, uh, talking over people. And so people got a question like that doesn't make sense. And this is why he'll just talk over them. And you see this with the left all the time. One of the reasons I like Fox News is they do allow for that kind of debate. And they're seen more as they're seen more as moderate or even left leaning in certain areas. But no, they're not left-leaning. They're just giving you the other side. When they say fair and balanced, I don't know if they're fair and balanced. I don't think they're completely fair and balanced. But they're more so than, let's say, CNN, MSNBC, Newsmax, or OAN. That's why I like them. Now, I don't... And that brings us to another thing. Listen to all sides. So, we just had... Uh, I, matter of fact, I, I recorded this podcast... I cut this podcast in half because I wanted to hear Joe Biden talk about his stimulus, about his recovery package. That's going to cost another $2.25 trillion. Good for him. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But I'm going to listen to that on Fox News tonight, and then I'm going to listen to it on CNN and see what they say. If they talk about it, I'm sure it'll be in glowing, and I want to hear why it's such a great thing that CNN that CNN thinks uh, spending another two uh, two and a half trillion dollars is a good idea. I want to hear why. I already know why Fox News thinks it. So listening to Tucker Carlson talk about this uh, this uh, infrastructure bill is not going to be anything new to me. 
I should li want to listen to something new. Here's the thing. This might be weird. 99% of the time when CNN talks, they just confirm my beliefs. Okay. And the reason is because usually CNN doesn't use any reasonable argument about it. They don't look at the good and the bad of something. Okay. They'll say 75% of people actually support this infrastructure bill. That's what they said today. And it's kind of like, um, what's 75%? I don't know anyone that's real thrilled about spending another $2 trillion at the end of a pandemic when we're trying to get the, when we're trying to get the economy going. And I know this is another argument that CNN makes. Everyone's asking how to pay for it. Well, you know something, we got to grow the economy. That's not, yeah, that doesn't answer the question. This is, makes my position feel more, com it makes me feel more comfortable in my position. Every once in a while, that 1% of the time, they're actually going to convince me otherwise, that I might be wrong. That's a good argument. Okay, and then I will either do research on that argument or I'll, they'll just change my mind. That doesn't happen very often. But it does happen. You should be open to that. That's a good thing. And finally, and most important, be happy. Laugh at what's funny. Even if it is at yourself, at your expense. Laugh at some of the things people make fun of. South Park, Family Guy, The Simpsons, SNL. One of the reasons these, well, the old Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and with Jay Leno. The reason all these were really funny is because they made fun of everything including things that are uncomfortable. But here's the thing. Usually the humor comes from a basis of truth. And it's funny. South Park does the funniest things with Catholics. I mean, every time there's a Catholic priest there, there's something with a little boy. And yes, I, I think it's very terrible that you, you're making fun of my church. I, I don't think it's correct. I'm not thrilled that you're making fun of my church, but the reality is that's kind of funny. And I laugh at it. I don't get offended. It makes me look forward to the next show. Why is that a bad thing? Laugh. Enjoy. Be happy. It's fun. Listen to a comedian, even if that comedian... I remember the great... One of my favorite comedians is Louis C.K. Love Louis C.K., and I watched him. I watched his episode. I watched his comedy routine, hour-long comedy routine on Netflix. And the first thing he said is he walked in and he said, "Okay, here's my thing with abortion." Everyone started freaking laughing. Everyone started laughing, and he spent 20 minutes on abortion, something so freaking uncomfortable. But it was the funny. I can almost remember it word for word. I watched that routine twice. I thought it was so funny because everything he said was true and you know i may not like what he said about abortion how he supports abortion though understand that that was part of the comedy routine i don't really know if he supports it or not it doesn't matter it was funny dave Chappelle makes fun of the whole lgbt and it makes fun here's the thing you're going to find that comedians and south park is a prime example of this they make fun of the left do you know why? Because the left has so much material to make fun of. It's true. It's absolutely true. The South Park, uh, Trey Parker, and um, I can't remember the other guy from South Park, Matthew Stone, actually said, well, they, they, they try and attack everybody. But the reality is the left is a lot of fun to attack because they get so upset about it. And all, they give a lot of ammunition. The COVID thing is the prime example. The, is season 24, they had the COVID special, they had the pandemic special, and then they had the vaccination special, which I bought those. They were so funny. And it makes fun of absolutely everything. So, folks, can we win this war? I think we will. And I think we will because, and I think, okay, I thought my Google was going to go off on me. I think we will win this war, and the reason I think we will end up winning this war in the long run is because uh, more people believe in moderation, and that includes liberals. 
not the left. The left, I think, is a very small group. A lot of people believe in moderation, and they're only going to tolerate so much of it. They're only going to tolerate so much of it. Okay, um, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, you go there, you can actually find out where you can, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. I hope you have a great time. I'm sorry this ran so long, but I was pretty passionate on it. I'm passionate about it. This is Gene. You listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.